<laughs> I love this. So this guy, Ray Merriman, who has let us read his newsletter on this podcast, starts the newsletter off. Now, this guy's been doing this since the early 80s, and he had to study it before that. So, I mean, this is going back to Robert Glasscock's kind of era. He says, where do you even start with a week like last week? <laughs> Hi, Thomas Miller on the Saturday edition of the Fun Astrology Podcast. Let's jump into Ray Merriman's MMACycles.com newsletter for the week beginning November 14th, as we always do here on Saturdays. First quote from the Wall Street Journal on Friday, 11-11. It said, inflation eased last month to the lowest pace since January, but remained high. <laughs> I thought, oh, geez, that's comforting. But likely keeping the Federal Reserve officials on course to start slowing the pace of interest rate rises aimed at taming price pressures. The Labor Department on Thursday said that its consumer price index increased 7.7% in October from the same month a year ago, down from 8.2% in September and June's 9.1% rate, which was the highest in four decades. And this also from the journal, the opinion page yesterday, Friday. This week's investor run on FTX cryptocurrency exchange marks round two of the great crypto crack up. And so far, the victims are consenting adults. Barring an unexpected spread to the banking system, this is another in the long line of easy money manias turned to panic. End quote. And now that famous line. From Ray, where do you even start with a week like last week? <laughs> How about starting with Uranus? Of course, we would know that around here, wouldn't we? More specifically, let's begin with the awareness that the last, quote, translations of key planets, the Sun and Venus, to the departing Saturn-Uranus square of 2021 and 2022 happened this week. That's big. And in the middle of that November 5 to 11 passage was Election Day on November 8th, which just happened to also be the day of a powerful lunar eclipse. You expected something unexpected? Upsets would happen in the election and the financial markets, and they did. There was no huge red Republican wave that the pundits were predicting, unless they knew astrology. There may not be a clear-cut majority in the Senate until a runoff in Georgia, again, takes place. Then the market surprises, also Uranus, began. Bitcoin and cryptos surprised everyone that day on November 8th as a monstrous collapse to a new yearly low got underway. This is the equivalent of a bank run, which fits one of the classical possibilities of Uranus in Taurus, especially with the square from Saturn, parentheses, loss. The stable banks still seem stable so far, but the digital banks just lost several billion dollars in value. It also fits with the outlook for Bitcoin described in last year's Forecast 2022 book, which called for a route of 77 to 93% in 2022. And by the way, the Forecast 2023 book is available at MMACycles.com. You might want to join me in ordering one if you're into the financial markets. I already have. They come out in December. 
The Bitcoin loss has now been about 77.5% from the all-time high of November 2021, around $69,000. The surprises and whipsaws then advanced to the stock market. After making new cycle highs on Tuesday, November 8th, U.S. stock markets fell hard on Wednesday due to the unknown election results and a lack of a red wave that would have put the nation's purse into the hands of the Republicans, which voters believed had a greater sense of fiduciary responsibility, according to almost all polls. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was down over 600 points and nearly 900 points from Tuesday's high. But then, the next day, November 10th, the CPI inflation report was released, and it was another surprise. The numbers were much lower than anyone predicted. Uranus again. On that news, the U.S. stock markets opened sharply higher and ended the day with their largest single-day gains in over two years. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was up over 1,200 points, twice the amount of its losses the previous day. Suddenly, Uranus again. It looked like the worst of the 2022 bear market in stocks was over. In that one day, the world changed from bearish to bullish. In the middle of the week, that saw the final planetary translation of the nearly two-year Saturn-Uranus square, capped by a powerful lunar eclipse, the financial world turned from darkness to light, and the political world was turned upside down. Pundits and polls were wrong again, courtesy of Uranus. The lower-than-expected inflation numbers was a shot heard around the world. It suggested the Fed will be able to let up on the pace of their interest rate hikes, which had also thrust the value of the U.S. dollar to heights that caused headaches for other nations, for everyone, really, except savers of dollars. And we didn't even mention that Mars, which pertains to pain and rules Aries, which relates to the head, had just turned retrograde the week before on October 30th, on my birthday. You're welcome. (laughs) Mars had to be added to the mix, correlating with these major reversals in financial markets, as well as the sudden shift in the collective attitudes of investors. Nearly all the world's stock indices surged to new monthly highs last week on the U.S. inflation report surprise. One that stands out was India's Nifty Index, which climbed to 18,362 on Friday, very close to its all-time high of 18,504 just a year ago. One exception to the powerful rallies last week was Brazil, where the Bovespa fell to its lowest level since late September. Most of these rallies were spectacular, but most are still below their highs of August. They need to surpass those highs to set a bullish trend indicator pattern of a cycle longer than a primary type. That date is one that I've been watching closely in my own trading. It's the 16th of August, and basically what he's saying there is in order to establish, we have to close and stay above that high of August 16th. If I were betting, which I have three planets in the fifth house, if this momentum continues, I would bet that it gets there. But I'm off track. Let's get back to the newsletter. Gold and silver were notable last week as each exhibited sharp rallies. Gold soared to 1771 on Friday, a major rally off of its two-year low of 1618 just a week earlier on November 3rd. Silver exploded to 2216, its highest price in five months. 
But the big story was the collapse of cryptos. Bitcoin plummeted to 15566 on Thursday, November 10th, its lowest price since November 12th of 2020. Less than a week ago, November 5th, it was trading at 21471 That was the highest price since mid-September. So that's a decline itself of 27.5%. Ethereum also got hit, falling to a low of 1071 but that was not a new yearly low, as in the case of Bitcoin. All in all, it was another wild week, completely in line with the hard aspects involving Uranus, a lunar eclipse, followed by the very erratic moon in Gemini, Wednesday through Friday. Now the short-term geocosmics and longer-term thoughts. First of all, a quote from Ray Merriman's Forecast 2022, last year's book. The chapter on the U.S. president in 2022. This was written a year ago in November of 2021. Quote, It is even possible that Biden gets more support from the midterm elections than anyone thought. Given that Biden's own supporters are increasingly disappointed in him and his low approval ratings in 2021, how could that be? The reason is probably Donald Trump. His promise to be actively involved in the midterm elections could cause a massive rupture in the Republican Party. So where does such a godsend show in Biden's chart? By transiting Neptune, which nearly makes an extremely lucky grand trine to his natal Jupiter, his ruling planet, and his stellium of Mercury, the Sun, and Venus in Scorpio in the 12th house. All the president has to do is act calmly and non-threatening. With transiting Neptune in a grand water trine, benefits come easily to the native without much effort. End quote. And my comment? Nice call, Ray. Now, here is a quote from the Wall Street Journal on Thursday. Let's cut to the chase, it says. If Mr. Trump announces next week that he's running again, the 2024 presidential election ends that day. It guarantees a wipeout for Republicans. It was from an article written by Daniel Henninger, the Trump liability for the GOP. What the hell just happened, Ray says. How could so many be so wrong? Because they don't understand Uranus. They don't understand the correlation between cycles in the cosmos and cycles in human activity. They didn't understand the importance of the good fortune of Neptune making a grand trine to President Biden's natal Venus trine Jupiter. It's probably the luckiest aspect and the greatest payoff he gets in a lifetime for the least amount of effort. It's a testament to the cliche that it's better to be lucky than good. The election was not a testament to how great Joe Biden is as a leader or how popular his policies are with the American people. It's a testament to his good fortune that Donald Trump made it possible, once again, for his election to be a referendum on him, Trump, and his unpopular, never-ending complaint about the stolen election that most Americans want to get past. But enough about politics. The election is mostly over, but the party leadership of the Congress is not yet decided, and the inflation rate is coming down. Both equity and commodity markets love it 
because it means, number one, the dollar is coming down. Number two, the value of assets are going to rise. Optimism, Jupiter, is back. And pessimism about the future, Saturn, has been sidelined, at least for the moment. This may continue as a series of geocosmic signatures pertaining to optimism that will now come into play. In the study of astrology, optimism is ruled by Jupiter and the sign of Sagittarius. This week begins an arrival of both, which is even more meaningful because the challenge of the Saturn-Uranus square is now finally ending. On Tuesday, November 15th, Venus will form a favorable trine to Jupiter. In the world of metaphysics, this is known as the law of abundance aspect. The sun trines Neptune that same day, which is a little like Jupiter, as both Jupiter and Neptune rule Pisces and both are in Pisces. The euphoria may take a back step next weekend, though, November 19th, as Mars retrograde turns to square Neptune, the same aspect that was present October 13th when the U.S. stock market made its yearly low on a poor CPI reading. Now it's doing that again, but this time with Mars in retrograde, and the CPI report had just the opposite result. The following week then finds the Sun trining Jupiter, then entering Sagittarius, and Jupiter turns direct, 6.02 p.m. on November 23rd. That's a lot of Jupiter and Sagittarius. That's a lot of optimism being messaged by the cosmos. That's a reason why stocks can continue to rally. It's a good omen and a reason to have a party and celebrate. So, enjoy the forthcoming holiday season, which may be getting an early start. And that's the newsletter for this week. I don't have much to add. He covered the bases. I did have, personally, a very good trading week this week overall personally coming into some information that just put another brick in the wall, as Pink Floyd would say, and uh, my little wall is working well now as far as executing trades. So I'm seeing what needs to be seen in order to really be consistent with this on a daily basis. And you know, with him talking about these alignments coming up over the next week, that would be right on time because it happened in the applying energy of those aspects. Good luck. I'll take it. Now, on the other hand, I will just say to temper this that Robert Glasscock over in the Kepler Practicums has been talking a lot about these challenging aspects that are up in the sky as far as solar arc Saturn in the United States chart, solar arc Mars in the United States chart, Neptune opposite itself in the United States chart. So there still is a lot out there. And Pluto, Pluto, with these continual threats of elevated war. You know, my dad was a stockbroker for over 50 years, and one of the mantras was, the market climbs a wall of worry. There still is a lot to worry about out there, but let's hope that this optimism makes things look good on the, at least the short term for all of us. I've had a couple of listener questions come in over the past couple of weeks. We'll knock those out tomorrow for a little special episode and just have a chat, all right? Then back on Monday, we'll crank it up and issue in these wonderful energies that we just talked about. All right. Have a great one. See you tomorrow.